is Gemarni of Hamas, Adaf, Mem, Dalit, all the learning for the rest of the month of Nisan has been generously sponsored by a close friend of the Adaf, whose second yard site is after Yontif and Chavzai Nisan. Mir Sashem of the learning of the entire Chabura should bring Chaim Murdechai bin Avsali Tzvi to an higher, higher place in Ganin and Shamayla. As well as in the Chama to the entire family. As well as the learning experience, we are holding on. The very bottom of Mem Gimel Amid Bez, Baruch Hashem, we're back on schedule, hopefully going forth. The Shirim will be up early, hopefully B'Sihat Deshmaya, the same will be even before the last days of Yom Tif. And now we begin with the Mishnah on the bottom of Mem Gimel Amid Bez, says the Mishnah, Arabah Achim Nesuayin Arabah Nashim, four brothers, Married to four women, not sisters, not relatives. Four brothers married to four different women, Umesu. And unfortunately, all four brothers die. So what happens? Their wives fall to Yibam to a remaining brother. Says the Mishnah, If the oldest brother, let's say they leave a fifth, a sixth brother, the oldest one wants to do Yibam, he could do Yibam to all of them. Part one of the Mishnah. Part two of the Mishnah. If someone is married to two women, one person married to two wives, of course, being Mutter Bizman Chazal, Umes, and that person is Nifter, and thereby his two wives fall to even to the brother. Um, doing Yibam or doing Chalitza to one of the wives, Paiteres Sarasa patters up the Tzara Allah that we've seen many times. As we turn over to today's Davim Dalaram and Aleph, says the Gemara, a third din, Haisa Achas Keshira Vachas Basula. And actually, this is Allah that we saw in the very beginning of the Mesechta and Yud Aleph, and this is the Makar, this is the place. If one of the, the women is Kasher and one of the women is Pasal, which of course we have to define exactly what that means. Says the Mishnah, if the brother is choosing to do chalitza, which woman should he do chalitza to? To the one that is possible. If he's choosing to do yibam, then he should do yibam to the brother, to the brother, excuse me. Then he should do yibam to the wife, that is kosher. So, two parts of the Mishnah, the first part of the Mishnah dealing with four different Woman married to four brothers, and a fifth brother doing Yibam to all of them. And then the second half of the Mishnah dealing with a person with two wives, in which doing Yibam or Chalitza to one, potters the other, part one. Part two, if one is kosher, one is puzzle, then Chalitza to the psal, Yibam is to the one that is kosher. Today, we will basically be dealing with this Mishnah. Says the Gemara Arba, Achen Salgadaytoch, it sounds like there are four brothers. Said the Mishnah, they die, the fifth brother does Yibam. But it sounds like in the Mishnah, there are only four brothers. Explains the Gemara, you know what the Mishnah means, four of the brothers are Nifter, and of course there are other remaining brothers, as we spoke out. Continues the Gemara, what is the halacha, that if the fifth brother wants to do Yibam to all of them, he is allowed? Asks the Gemara, Vishavki Says the Gemara, does Bezdin allow him to do Yibam 
to marry all four of these women. Vatanya, we learned in a rice. And they called him the elders of the city. And we learn after this Pasik, they themselves, the elders, called love, and they speak to him, speak to the one potentially performing Gimel What does this teach us? They give him advice. They give him something that is fitting to him. What do you mean? What's the advice? Explains the Gemara. Let's say the woman that falls to Yibo is an older woman and the brother is a younger brother, not a big age gap, or if one brother is old and she, the one falling to him, is young, these elders give him advice. What do you have to do until Yalda? Let's just give an example. You're 60 and she's 17. What do you have to do with such a girl? Or you're 17 and she's 65. What do you have to do with a Zikena? They tell him, advice, don't do Yibam. Go and marry and find someone of your own age. And do not create fighting in your house. So asks the Gemara, just like we give advice, that if the Yibam, if there's a tremendous age gap, we tell him, don't do it. It's just going to cause you a heartache. So too, asks the Gemara, we assume marrying four women is quite a financial burden, and we assume he's not going to be able to handle it. So why do we not tell him, don't do it? The Mishnah makes it sound like, no problem, do you even told four? Why is that true? Explains the Gemara, like, he has the cash, he can marry four women, no problem. Says the Gemara, So why four? Let there be six, let there be eight wives. Why limit it? Explains the Gemara, No, Eitz Ataiva Kamash, and it's still giving you an Eitz Ataiva that what? Talid, to marry four women in, that's allowed. Not that's allowed, that's a good advice. It's fake to marry more. Like, why? That each woman will have at least one Aina in a month. Of course, the most basic and regular obligation of Aina being, as Rashir points out, five lines into the medium-sized lines, the Aina Vatav is once a week. Once a week, he has the obligation to sleep with his wife. And therefore, says the Gemara, if you have four wives, each one will have, once they're a week, each one will have once a month. And therefore, and that's the good advice that we give him. Explains the Gemara further, Misha, so that's part A of the Mishnah. So part A of the Mishnah, four brothers, what does it really mean? There are more brothers. Why? What's the Mishnah teaching us? What's the Chiddush? That we give him good advice. Four, if you can handle it financially, okay, more you should not. Not because of finances, because of one's conjugal obligations, to his wife. Then the Mishnah continues, Misha Yenasli, son who's married to woman. And we said, even to one potter's other, Chalitza to one potter's other. And then part B of the second half of the Mishnah was, if one is kosher, one is puzzled, Chalitza lipsol, even to the Kshira. So says the Gemara, Vinyam the Tervayu, I don't understand. You told me you do even do one potter's other. Why? Do even to both. And of course, this is reminiscent. We had a lot of these Kholim in the beginning of the Mishnah. 
But here we get to learn the source where it all came from. So Omer Rav that you cannot build the house of your brother. Says the Gemara from here, we darshan. You can only build one house and not two. Only one yibum is allowed and not two from the same husband. Says Gemara, okay, but vanachlis the tervayu. If you're choosing chalit, so why don't you have to do chalit to both? The Pasik says the house of the one that does Khalitza Mamir Widarshan by his Echadu Khailaits Venu Khailaits Shnei Vatim. Says the okay, but let's ask further. Vini Yavim Lachado Vinechlis Lachado. Why don't we do by his echad by his echad? Great. One yibam, one chalitza. Why is the Mishnah suggesting that one yibam potters everyone, one chalitza potters everyone? Do yibam and chalitza once. Amar darshins the Gemara says if you don't want to do yibam, do chalitza. Ha if you want yibam, you should do yibam. And from here we darshin the drasham which we've had many many times already. So reason number one says the Gemara that once there is even with one, there can only be there cannot be any more chalitz with anyone else because then that second person is not chazi, is not fit for yibam, and that's the reason why one yibam per husband. Void asks the Gemara, Another reason why you can't do Yibam to one to Chalitza to other, because we don't want people to say that you're building part of your brother's house. Says the Gemara, what's everyone's wondering? The Yimru, who cares? Let people say that you're building part of your brother's house. Why does that bother you? Explains the Gemara, You're right. If you do Yibam to one wife, and then you do Chalitza to other wife, in this detail of what people would say, it doesn't bother us. You know what our concern is? You're first going to do Chalitza, then you're going to do Yibam. And of course, you're not going to do that. Why now? Once you do Chalitza, it's over. Once you didn't build, you're not going to build anymore. So once you did chalitza, nothing's allowed. And that is the concern. Ask the Gemara of Eimo, why don't we say, Ki'ika chado, tiskayim it says yibam. Ki'ika tarti, lo tiskayim it says yibam. Says Gemara, one second. Based on everything that we just said, that it sounds like there's only one yibam per house, one chalitza per house, why don't we say that the whole concept of yibam and chalitza only exists when there is a one potential. But ki'ika tarti, but whenever there are two women, whenever there are two yivamais, maybe the whole mitzvah of yibam does not apply. Explains the Gemara in Cain, Zaras, Erva, the Asar, Achman, Alamali. Number one, why would we need the Torah to say the Tsaras Erva, the whole beginning of the first parak, the Chamish Esri Ervois, Tsarais, the Tsarais, Erisayim, all the Kowags are Asar. Why do we need to teach that? It wouldn't apply. Says the Gemara, if there would never be a concept whenever there were two co-wives, certainly when there were not to be the tsara, the co-wife of an Arab. But says the Gemara, why does that bother you? This last question, it's I would have thought that the Arab is not included in the Yibum. You can't do Yibum to that. 
Arba, and therefore, maybe specifically in the case of a Tzara of an Arba, that's when there would, yes, be Ibab. Because you can't do Ibab to the Arba, you have to do to the Tzara. Kamash Mandasira, therefore, that's the Pasuk teaching you that it's Asar. Ela Yevinta Yevinta Riba, says the Gemara, the Torah says, Yevinta Yevinta, that comes to include two Yevamais, are included in the potential Yibam and Chalitza, but of course, you can only do Yibam or Chalitza to one, but do not suggest that the entire obligation of Yibam and Chalitza does not exist, because Yivintai, Yivintai. Says the Gemara, the last little piece, before we get to the Mishnah, Yisachas Kesheira, again, going on the case, we're seven lines from the wide lines, we're discussing the case in which one of these two wives is Kasher, one is Fasel, we said if you're going to do Yibam, do it to the Kesheira. If you're going to do Chalitza, do it to Psula. Amar Rav Yosef says, Rav Yosef, don't fill out water that other people need. Meaning, if you're going to do Yibam, do it to the Gshira. If you're going to do Chalitza, do it to the Psula. Don't do it to the Gshira, because then you're going to make her more Aser to more women, in which the Gemara dealt with already extensively. Says of a Mishnah, a new topic, the topic of Hamachzir Gushasai. We know that Allah uh, when someone divorces a woman, you let her remarry her. But only if no one remarries her in the interim. We dealt with this already extensively. But says of the Mishnah, if someone does indeed remarry his own divorcee after she married someone else, or someone does chalitza to his brother's wife and then he marries her or number three he marries the relatives of the woman that he did chalitza to in which we learned last week that once you do chalitza there was some level of zika there all the relatives are forbidden what's the halacha says Rabbi Akiva the first time in the Mishnah yoyit say in all three cases, whether you return to your chalutza, the relatives of the chalutza, whether it's one marries the divorcee after she married someone else, number one, you must get divorced. Number two, if any child is born, that kid is a mamzer. The chachamim argue emphatically on the whole din. Ein avlan mamzer. The din is not, excuse me, you'll see in the Gemara what I just meant, but says the chachamim, the child is not a mamzer. And concludes the Mishnah, a bit of maybe a cryptic statement, which the Gemara will explain. Umaydim, and they admit, seemingly referring to the Chachamim, that someone marries the relative of the Grusha, the Vad is a Mamzer. And the reason why it's a bit cryptic is because what's the Umaydim? The first part of the Mishnah didn't deal with um, the Karav of the Grusha, which we'll get to in a moment. So we have a machlekes or the chachamim whether this child will be a mamzer. Asks the Gemara the last narrow line. Mem dalit amad aleph. V'savar avikiva anoisei koraivas chalutzasoy avlan mamzer. Does Rabbi Kiva really hold that in the case in one in which one does chalitz and marries the relative of that woman, the child is a mamzer? That marrying the sister of one's chalutz, so the relative of the chalutz, is only a din derabanan. So asks the Gemara, if it's only a din derabanan, how in the world could Rav Kiva say the child's a mamzer? Derabanan de surim cannot create a mamzer. 
explains the Gemara, Dani Kuroivas Gerushasai. Now, what does the Mishnah mean? Kuroivas Chalutzasai. We'll highlight on the second line of the Mishnah. It doesn't mean Kuroivas Chalutzasai. It means Kuroivas Gerushasai. And says the Gemara, now the point that we pointed out at the end of the Mishnah, and that was beautiful. This is very logical. Dikotani Sefer, what was that last line of the Mishnah on which we pointed out was a bit odd? So he, Amr Bishlama, like the Gemara just answered Ariba, that we're discussing the Karoiv of the Gerusha in the first part of the Mishnah. Now the Umaydim, they, they admit in the end of the Mishnah, makes sense. Because the first part of the Mishnah dealt with this case, Umaydim and the Chacham admit in that case. But if you're going to tell me, don't change the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah is as it is read. It's referring to the Karoiv of the Chalutza. Mayumaydim, what are they admitting to the first part of the Mishnah? Did not discuss that case at all. Says Zimara, whoa, slow down. Vedelma, Hakamash Malan, but perhaps the Mishnah is teaching us in the last line of the Maidim, the Ishmams are Machaivi Krisis. That maybe the Mishnah is teaching me. That the Chachamim argue on Rabbi Kiva, and they admit that there is Mamzer from Chayve Krisis. That even though the Chachamim say, Einavlan Mamzer, in the case of Chayve Lavin, but in the case of Chayve Krisis, they admit. Says the Gemara, can't be. We learn later on, Ezehu Mamzer, Koshu Basar. Call she, excuse me, call she'er basar she'u, any, call she'er basar she'u b'loi yavoi, any relative that is within the love, the negative commandment of lo yavoi, can I come to God? He's all different, Rebbe Akiva. Rebbe Shev Nati Mani Oymer, call she'chayv of love, karis b'di shemayim, ve'halacha kidvarof, and the halacha is like, so since the Mishnah already taught us that a mamzer is only from Kares, why would our Mishnah have to say, Umaydim, there's only a mamzer from Kares? The Mishnah already taught us that. So that can't be. Sazimara, one second. What do you mean? Maybe our Mishnah is a stand Mishnah like Shemin Explains the Gemara, M. Cain, six lines to the bottom, listening, She'ar, Chayvei Akrisos. We should have listed any other case of Chayvei Akrisos. Koroibas, Kushasai, Lamali, why does it hone in on this specific case? Umaydim, Benoisi, Koroibas, Kushasai, why? Elishma, Amina, Ayriba. Says the Gemara, you know, must be, it must be there of Akiva as well as discussing that case. Says the Gemara, we're not happy yet. Again, we're just proving the Gemara's answer. The Delma, perhaps, Ailam Lo Ayriba. Really, Rav Akiva is not talking about the Karavali Gusha. Really, Rav Akiva is talking about the Karav of the Chalutza. Vahaydi, Dadani, Master Grushasai, Vinoise, Chalutzasai, Vikraivas, Chalutzasai, Taninami, Kraivas, Grushasai. Says the Gemara, wait, maybe we're not really talking about this at all. But with the fourth case, that's like within the same thought process. That's why the Mishnah listed it. Ella says the Gemara, let's go back. Kraivas, Chalutzasai, Rav Kiva, Mamzer. You're right. We have no raya. Do not change the wording of the Mishnah. Really, according to Rabbi Kiva, the Karoiv of the Chalutza is indeed a Mamzer. And that's what the first part of the Mishnah reads. So, Amr Avchiyah Barabah, Amr Where did Rabbi Kiva get this? This goes back 
The Gemara started off, and the Gemara said, "Are you really telling me a karov that's chalutzasa is a mamzer going to Kiva? The Gemara didn't understand it because it's only an isn't rabbanon. So after a whole back and forth, the Gemara says, "No, that is what Rabbi Kiva holds." So says the Gemara, "Where does he get this from?" Says in the Pasik, the house of the one that removed the shoe that did Khalitza, Hakasav Karoy Beisai, the Pasik calls Khalutzasai Beisai his wife, and therefore from there we see that there's some level of Isar Daraisa here, and therefore on the Karayvim it makes sense that Rabbi Kiva holds that it is a Mamzer. So we're concluding that the first part of the Mishnah reads as is. The Rav Kiva holds Kroivas Chalutzasai indeed creates a Mamzer. So now says the Gemara, let's go into the first part of the Mishnah. The Machzir Grushasai. Rav Kiva said the kid's a Mamzer. The Chachamim said no. Says the Gemara on the last line, Everyone admits in Mavsa Grushasa, as we turn over to Mandalid, Omid Beis, Shavlad Pogum Lekuna. Everyone agrees, if someone marries the divorcee after she marries someone else and they have a child, that kid is Pogum, is tainted. What does it mean he's tainted? He's not going to marry Hakoyin. Says the Gemara, top line, and man, Who is this Hakol Maidim? Everyone admits this din. Shimonatimani. Even though normally if it's just an Isser Lav, a negative commandment, but not a commandment that contains Kares, then Shimonatimani says the kid is not a Mamzer. So in this case, a Machsagusha says it's a negative commandment, it's a Lav. Still, but Shimonate money is moida that the kid is a pogum, can marry a kain. He's not a manzer, but he's a pogum, he is tainted. And how do we know this? We learn this out from Almana. That what? And Almana to coin Godel. He's not an Isra that applies to everyone. She's only Asr Nalmana, woman whose husband dies. Is Asr to marry a Kain Gadol, and yet, Binabhagum, and yet her child that came, if she went, be Isr. Again, a woman whose husband died, she's an Alman. She's not going to marry a Kain Gadol. If she did, the child that is born, is what? Pogum is tainted. I cannot marry. Kayanim, Zu, this case that we're discussing. The Machzir Gushasai, which applies equally to everyone. Every person in Klai Yisrael is not allowed to marry his Gusha after she marries someone else. That the child is tainted. The child cannot marry a Kayin. And that is the source of that. I call Maitim. Even Shimonate money will admit. It, that the child born from a Gushasa, a woman, one who takes back his divorcee after she marries someone else, the child is tainted. Says the Gemara once again, a simple question, a simple way to differentiate between the Almana to the Kain Gadol and our case. When she, the Almana, the woman whose husband dies, when she goes and marries and sleeps with the Kain Gadol, she herself is Mishaleles. She herself is desecrated. So maybe that's why your child is a pogum. 
But in our case, when someone remarries a divorcee, what? She herself is not tainted. She herself is kosher to marry anyone else. Question number one, the French between Machzigushas in our case. Why? Question number two, it says when someone is Machzigushasai, it says he, she is a Tayeva. She is rejected. What's the implication? But the child is not rejected. Question number two. Question number three, what did our Mishnah say? Rabbi Akiva, actually, it's not our Mishnah, it's a Brisa. That in the, these three cases, Rabbi Akiva says there's no Kedushin. You don't have to get divorced. We force you to leave her. Cheetahs, Rebbe Akiva. This is what I was referring to in the Mishnah when I said they argue on everything. The marriage is chal. Again, this is about someone who remarries his divorcee, remarries his chalutz, etc. And this is who get, you need to get. The kid is kosher. So says the Gemara, So explains the Gemara, this b'risa, Leman. Whom is the kid kosher according to the Chachamim? Lav Likuna. So what do we see? We see according to Shita's Chachamim, the kid is not a Pagam. You just told me, I call him. Everyone agrees the kid is a Pagam. But we see clearly the Chachamim do not agree. So three questions on the comparison to our case. The Gemara now is going to dissect comparison number three question, and then dissect comparison number two question, and then try to ask in comparison number one, which we will not be able to ask and therefore we'll have to reinvent the whole thing. Let's get to it in the last few remaining minutes. Says the Gemara Lai, no, that's not what the end of the Brisa means. Likal, it means the kid is kosher to marry into Kala Yisrael. Yach, he asked the Gemara, Yikishera, says she herself is kosher, the divorcee herself, Laman, just because she was Mizane, you're going to tell me because she had a Bia Be'isra, she cohabited in an inappropriate way, you're going to tell me that she's not going to be married into Kala Yisrael. And therefore says the Gemara, seemingly it's a Raya that they could marry a Kayin. Says the Gemara, no, Midiaria Hakdisa Bakdisa. A very classical Gemara answer. Of course, we always like to maintain parallelism between Mishnayas, between Rices, that the Rish and the Seifa are referring to the same case. But says the Gemara, no, it's not true. It doesn't have to be that way. Each one is talking about a different case. And now the Gemara proves it because it's not such a Gishmak thing for each part of the Bryce and the Mishnah to talk about a different case. Says the Gemara, it's indeed logical. Why is it logical? Because it says in the Reisha, with regard to Rabbi Akiva, she is possible and the kid is possible. He psulaman, who is the kid possible? Who is she possible to? Elim lekal, shav dezani absolutely lekal. That makes no sense. El alav lekuna must be that she's possible lekuna. Uvlada possible. What does it mean the kid's possible? Leman elim lekuna. Holy call kosher. You gonna tell me according to Rabbi Akiva, the kid is kosher to marry the Klal Yisrael? Omer Rabbi Akiva v'lan mamzer el abshita lekal umedereisha alikisavak diisla in the reisha itself we see that with regard to her it's referring to the kain. With regard to the kid it's referring to Klal Yisrael. So says the Gemara, question number three, comparison between that the child born is tainted, cannot marry a kain. And our case of Machzor Gushasli, so remarries his divorcee, to say the child is tainted is not a good comparison. Now we go back to comparison number two. 
We said that when it says the Torah says she is rejected, implying but the kid is not. Says the Gemara, no, that's not what it implies. It says that she is rejected, but means the Torah, the co-wife, is not, has nothing to do with the kid. But indeed, I'll tell you, the kid is the Teva. But now, let's go back to the first comparison between the cases of Amman al-Kain Gadol and Masik Yushasai Beser. Al-Amman But the Etzim comparison between Amman al-Kain Gadol is difficult. Ma'al-Amman al-Shki because in that case, she herself is also, she is desecrated. So says the Gemara, that is one bomb kasha, saying Amman al-Kain Gadol cannot be the source of our din of Masik Yushasai, so we don't have a source that Masugur Shasa, the kid is tainted. Eli Itmar, Achi Itmar, so says the Gemara, let's go back and let's learn. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Ram Shem, Rabbi Akal, Maidin, that what? Then a case of Chayve Krisos, the kid is Pogum. Manakal Maidim, Rabbi Yeshua. Davagavdam, Rabbi Yeshua, in Mamjim, Chayve Krisos. Neidim, Mamjim, Layave, Pogum, Yavim, Kavachem, Ramanam, Amon, the Kagelchin, Yisush, of a Bekobin, a Pogum, Yisush, of a Bekobin, then Shebina, Pogum. So it's not a din about Maxigushasai, it's a din about Chayve Krisos. Vechitema, Malmonic, Sheniatum, Ischalelas, Achanami, Kimish. Since she was Bala, she's made into Hazayna. We'll pick it up from Rabbi Rachanan the next year. B'siyata d'shmaya.